everyone, and welcome to Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who don't know anything. I'm your co-host, John Downey. And I'm Emily Downey. John, I've recently embarked on a journey of yeah, okay. self-discovery. Okay. What, um, what What is there left to discover about yourself? I guess we're always learning, huh? Yeah, we're always learning. Well, basically, I just wanted to learn how to do something, and, and it struck me this weekend that I wanted to learn how to make the perfect cookie cake. The perfect cookie cake? I don't know what exactly inspired me to do this, but I have been looking into the perfect chocolate chip cookie because it's like highly contested. Yeah. So I went looking. I was like, who's got the perfect chocolate chip cookie? And between Irma Rombauer of Joy of Cooking, Claire Saffitz, um, you know, a bunch of the, the lady from Salt, Fat, Acid, Heat, uh, the other lady from Happiness is Baking. All these people <laughs> were just like, yeah, this is the perfect cookie. Mm-hmm. And they all said different shit. Samin. Samin Nosrat. I just remember. Samin Nosrat. That's right. That's right. So I was like, okay, well, what do I do? And then furthermore, I was watching stuff uh, about Milk Bar in New York where they have like this great cookie recipe yeah. that I absolutely had to try. And so I was just thinking like cookie cakes are so good right because you can give them to your friends you can decorate them it's like very celebratory but it's also like more complicated than just your average chocolate chip cookie Mm -hmm. so i embarked on this mission to find the perfect way to combine these cookie ingredients into a cake right and then be able to then take that base cake and fill it with whatever garbage i wanted to so i've made like (laughs) orange zest dark chocolate white chocolate craisin cookies and then oh Oh with pecans man there's some good combos out there but you have to have like your base right so i've made like three cookie cakes in the last two days right i think i've got it okay (laughs) i can share on our instagram it just looks insane in your kitchen right now you've just been in a fugue state just, just ma- making doughs for cookies. And- trying to perfect the perfect the cookie <laughs> cake, man. Like, people try to do it to the cookie, but there have been so, like, these recipes need to be adapted yeah. for cookies in cake form. So, is it because like, they take is it like longer. a cookie, like, like a cookie cake, like just one like giant cookie? cookie? Or, like, you're making a cake that tastes like cookie? No, I'm making one big cookie. The big cookie pizza, basically. Yeah, like a sheet of cookie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And and I just, I want to perfect it so badly. But the thing is, you start messing with the ratios and you're like, what is the perfect yeah. ratio? How do I do this? You don't want it to be too soft. You all, but- Exactly. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is you have, you the, the perfect cookie has a good ratio of like crispy outside to mm-hmm. gooey inside. Yeah. You know, and that's. Yeah. That's very tough when you start getting bigger. You need one of those um, one of those baking sheets, like the thing that makes the perfect brownie. And you just take a it's like a a, uh, a baking sheet that basically like snakes all around. So it's just every piece uh, is an end piece. Every piece is a corner piece. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. See, I don't even know about that shit. But yeah, I just know that I was feeling real sad on Sunday. And then I was like, I'm going to set out on a mission to create the perfect cookie cake and i'm I'm so close john i can feel a breakthrough (laughs) like i'm going to have a legitimate culinary breakthrough for the ages 
I will. I will. I'm I'm really excited about it. I mean, that's that's our episode for next week. If you crack it, you just have to if walk us it. through it. I'm so close, but I don't want to share my findings quite no, no. yet. I've had to add more flour and an extra egg so far. And <laughs> some cookie alchemy is happening. If you know any demons or anyone who you can make a pact with for Emily to, to help her achieve this goal. Or if you just have some money, she's probably running low uh, from buying eggs and flour. Butter, man. Butter's clearing me <laughs> out, you know? That's really what it is. So, yeah, that's that's my current um, situation. I, I, I mean, there are worse situations to be in. No, I mean, I have tons of cookie cake to keep me going. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't made any real food in three days. But, I've started you know. I've started slinging cookie cake pieces at, at everyone who will take them. Well, I feel like if, you know, you get good at it and then decorate them, they make excellent gifts, yeah. you know, like who doesn't want a fucking cookie cake? You just have to find everyone in the greater Richmond area that has a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just need cake on your birthday, John. That's true. If there if there's nothing else you take from this episode, let it be that. You, you do not just you, need cake on your birthday. That's a real. That's you can the have about, cake whenever you want. Look, you're an adult. If you're ever feeling sad, you know you can go to the grocery store and get a little cake for yourself. Like you guys know this, right? Why else do you think they sell those teeny ones? You ever seen those teeny ones? And you're like, who are these for? It's for you, dog. It's for you right now. <laughs> if you're standing in front of that cake wondering, like, who's that for? It's you, babe. It's, it's you. <laughs> Legend, it's you. It's you. We're, we're here to become Pokemon masters. Fuck. Yes. I have avoided this. I've been waiting for this moment for I, so long. I have, I'm so proud of you, John. Not, John has something inside him that he needs to share with the downtime audience. <laughs> I I am the I, I am in no way a Pokemon expert. There are uh, people who know way more about this topic than I do. I really However, doubt that, John. Like, I have I've been you're a the fan only for one, a long time. You're the only person who knows as much as you do and are, is also not like capitalizing on it by like live streaming your Pokemon adventures. I haven't <laughs> I haven't started buying up like boxes of Pokemon cards and live streaming me opening them, which sounds just so fucking fun, but I do not I can't. I can't. I just would that. do it for the smell. Uh, oh yeah, that smell is the so whole, good. The whole experience of opening up booster packs is addicting, and, and <laughs> it they meth like high. It is. It it's that was. Uh, I don't know if we said this on the podcast at the time, but when we were at Eight um, Bit Oasis, which I think is not around anymore it's called gamer oasis no now and they've changed locations but okay so we did our 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 live episode the one live episode we've done so far we did at this place that is now called a gamer oasis uh and they sold these giant packs of pokemon cards and we were just hanging out in this game store all day before the show started. That's right. We were throwing little plushies at each other. We were we were being an absolute nuisance. We were being very bad. We were being bad children. But they sold these these big packs for like thirty five dollars, and I I just got bored enough 
like just waiting for our show to start that I bought one and started opening them. And one of the employees who I guess was going to be on shift later came in and uh, he introduced himself to us and, and we got to talking. He was like, oh, scratch the itch, huh? That's right. He did say it like that. Oh, my God. Which is it, which was perfect because it's exactly exactly what I was doing. Well, Taylor working there like came away with some. With yeah. some habits, you know, like he was right. painting minis, like Oh man. I I've... I understand the itch. Like I'm I'm with a collector. Yeah. Like Taylor has that gene that I feel like is I don't wanna say that it's like men, but there are like I know a lot of men with these magpie like tendencies that just don't wanna <laughs> I want to collect shit, you know, yeah. like I want to have a lot of it's a stamp collection or a coin collection or a model trains or minis like mm-hmm. Henry Caval. He's one of them who yeah. like is a mini painter like he loves. He's uh, he's the biggest dork in the art, world. Art of war. What's it called? Something war warm war warhammer. What Warhammer? Yeah, that's what it is. He's a Warhammer guy. Yeah, and like there are these things that like he's but a then huge I like with... fantasy guy. Like he yeah. he he's a huge World of Warcraft player. He's played World mm-hmm. of Warcraft for years. He that w- he was a big spectacle over the summer because with all the time inside, he but he built a PC. And people were just creaming their jeans over it because he got. Oh, he's so hunky. He so got. He's so- hunky, and also he got. So it was good for everybody in that regard, just to see him posting himself. But also for the nerds who are like all into building PCs, looking at all the parts he was buying, like, oh my god, like the the greatest PC that's ever been built, just well, he's got all the, the money, most expensive you know? parts possible. Yeah, yeah. He bought a graphics card that costs as much as most people spend on their entire PC. Oh my god. If not more. I feel I like think of all the World of Warcraft he can play. Which doesn't require that good of a PC, by the way. <laughs> like he might really be doing other stuff that could I don't know. I know his yeah, life. Sure. I know what games are. Like I'm so not you know, like in this episode we'll talk about Pokemon Go. Like we that's will fine. because like here's the thing. I'm the kind of person who Pokemon Go was designed for four i i still play it almost every single day i don't miss that many days because i followed that game from when it was first like teased google did an april fool's joke one year that was like 2015 i think that was like oh pokemon in the real world go to Google maps and like, you'll see these Pokemon icons show up and you can go and turn on Google AR or something, or like Google vision or street view or something. And you'll be able to see the Pokemon appear in the real world. And people freaked out and they were like, Holy shit, is this real? And then Google was like, no, but it will be soon. We've taken note of your excitement and it will be a thing soon. Like turns out we have money and the ability to do this. Yeah. So now you nerds can get what you've always fucking wanted. So I've been following that game because I used to play Ingress, which was their augmented reality game that preceded Pokemon Go. I played that and I've been playing Pokemon since I was born, basically. And so 
I was addicted to both for a long time. And so when they get, when they actually announced that Pokemon Go was in development, I was like, this is my absolute shit. I'm going to play this until I die. And I'm still going. We, we haven't gotten there yet, but we may someday. <laughs> I mean, they keep... It was great because I remember being like, oh, man. And it's like the original 151. And, yeah. you know, this is so cool. Whatever. But the new releases of different gens, since they have them, have been just as exciting, I would say. like not. Yeah. I guess you can't say that they've been just as exciting because Pokemon Go Madness was so extreme and such like a, a lived experience for so many people. I would say and, every subsequent generation release has been just as exciting as the previous one, not including the first one because yeah. that's when the game was released and... No, nothing has matched that level of just societal excitement. Yeah, <laughs> since I mean, that happened, I, I was so upset. I'm so I'm still upset with myself because I still am disappointed in myself for not participating that summer. Yeah, like I didn't do it that summer, and I did it like very little, and I got an account, and then didn't do anything with it, and it was just because I was busy at the time. But I look back on that season of my life with regret, you know, <laughs> like with genuine regret. <laughs> Because, I mean, it's it's a fun fucking game. And also, I it's have returned to it in times of, like, especially in times of financial distress, I go back to Pokemon Go because it's free. It's, like, a, it's a thing to do that's, like, fun enough that doesn't cost money. Exactly, which is amazing because, like, how often do you get that? I mean, if you're not into exercise, mm -hmm. which, you know, some people are and that's cool. That's great. I have to force myself to exercise. And if you're not into that then what are the situations in which you can get out of your house mm -hmm. and then not spend money? Like, there's so many, like, yeah, sure, you can go to a cafe, but they're going to want you to buy something, you yep. know? It's a great way to be out in the world and not feel pressured to buy anything, which I think is right. kind of great. Yeah. No, it's, it's per and it is, like, in terms of exercise, it is one of the few ways that I can convince myself to go outside and exercise. Yeah, or even it's just very like get out of your enclosure for otherwise. a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're also trapped at home, especially now. Yeah. Like you need something to to get out and do, and this is like a very easy something to do. So I got back into it during during quarantine. You yeah. know, like over this very extended quarantine season i have gotten back into pokemon go because it's it's something to do that you don't need to interact with anyone you don't need to go to the store you don't yeah. really have to risk exposure and they, like, they changed a bunch of the in-game like the game mechanics to make it easier to do by yourself too because that's th true a big a big part of pokemon go in in general was that it it was like a social app you were able to like i i think i've said this before on the podcast but i've met more people like i've made more i'll call them acquaintances because i don't like talk to any of them regularly but i've made more acquaintances as an adult by playing pokemon go than i have doing literally anything else including work yeah it's it, it is a it can be a very social game but they did change a lot of those things to make it easier to like get benefits and and uh get experience and stuff like that without really needing to play with other people so it was covid safe i mean i feel like video games are great for that in general i mean it depends on the yeah. game you're playing but they are great for that i remember playing animal crossing you know a year ago 
um and you know swapping friend codes with people online and making yeah. you know, making trades and doing all that stuff i mean that there's something to be said for for the digital world absolutely it's something that i'm unfortunately just now getting into like yeah um stuff like facebook is like so lame and i dislike facebook a lot but if you have a genuine interest in things joining facebook groups for those interests yeah is really beneficial i mean like there are groups that are like really active i mean there are things that i enjoy like i have a lot of house plans so much information to be gained by the community of people that know about those things yeah and it's so much better than googling like it's so much more specific to be like hey this is my problem community reddit is another one that's great for that here's my issue you know um and then post about it the other thing i enjoy doing (laughs) is like i'm really into like freshwater fish keeping and i really want to have an aquarium again so you like join those groups and you learn how to you know keep a stable fish environment it's like video games, but real life and fish. I know for a fact that you would be a, a grass type person. You would be a grass type <laughs> trainer or a water type trainer. For sure. For sure. And even even if you were both of those things, you would fail miserably. Why? You would get completely wiped out so fast. If you Why? Only, if you only kept two types of Pokemon... That's that's the yeah, biggest but they have joke. Yeah, typing now. Yeah, there's only so much you can make up for that. Like one electric type would fuck you up. You'd you'd get fucked up by a Raichu. That's not true. You that it is true. Your grass types would not like aren't weak to electric, but they wouldn't do anything special for you. I don't know. I feel like there are some like there are plenty of ground grass types and then i could you know succeed i now that you say that i can't think of swampert my swampert could fucking crush yeah yes that's true swampert would do well if you kept one so that's so that's a one electric type that you've nullified yeah that's all i gotta do I've proven my point. In any case, to be a Pokemon master, you cannot pick only one typing. That's the biggest joke in the entire Pokemon franchise is that every gym leader, every Elite Four person always only uses one typing. Well, there's also like the joke types of Pokemon, like bug type, joke, bug type, joke typing got real good. That's unfortunate. And you could tell that they were just into, they were into it. Like the creators of Pokemon were just really into it when you have that little bug master Joey, you know, whatever. (laughs) And you're supposed to take that motherfucker seriously with all his Caterpies? No. No, sir. I have to like pull up a Pokemon type chart to make sure I'm not spreading misinformation. But I'm pretty sure <laughs> all bug, your uh, Pokemon Go friends are gonna listen to this. I'm pretty sure Bug is good against Psychic and Dark, which is it's which good is against huge. Psychic for sure because it's Psychic is all the things you're afraid of. So it's good against Grass, uh, Psychic, and Bugsy Grass, Dark. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was good against Dark. That much I know. That makes sense because Bugs can see in the dark. I, uh, this yeah, my, this sure. is my favorite part. Okay, like trying to remember. Dark is typing. just a bad. Uh, 
uh, translation from the Japanese typing, which basically just means evil, but they didn't want to use that. So it's it's not really dark type. It's like evil. It's 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 Pokemon that legitimately want to see people suffer. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's fucked. A lot of things in Pokemon in the extended Pokemon lore are really fucked. Oh my god. Sorry, Typical. I interrupted you. Um no, my big thing is typing. Like remembering what types. Like I always have to Google because I yeah. don't know what's strong against what. You know what I mean? Like how would I? I know the, the I know the things that are strong against psychic. That's the one you know? I That's know, a... yes, because it's the things you're afraid of. So what's what's good against psychic? Dark, bug, ghost, and... That's it. Yeah. No, you got all three. Yeah, because it's the things you're afraid of. People are afraid of bugs, people are afraid of the dark, people are afraid of ghosts. Okay, all right. What's, do you want to test me and see I if do kind of want to test you. That was, I was, I'm surprised at you. Thank you. Uh, People say that, Emily, I'm surprised at you a lot, but it's normally not positive. What is good against fire? Uh, fire, water. Yes. Uh, dragon? Um, I'm gonna, so, f- dragon is resistant to fire but dragon type is not good against fire okay um how about ground yes uh one more hold on hold on hold on there's dark psychic fairy bug definitely not bug grass there's so many types now there weren't these all these types were not there when i was a child most of them were actually is it rock it's rock yes yeah. The only new types steel since since Gen One, the only new typings are dark steel and fairy. Yeah, dark steel fairy. Dark and steel were implemented in Gen Two, and then fairy was in- implemented in Gen Six. But that's it. All of the rest of them have been around since day one, which is wild though, because there was a couple, there were a couple families of Pokemon in gen one that were the only family of that typing which seems crazy to give your your like whole family of pokemon like your whole branch of your pokemon tree to what to three pokemon out of 151 yeah so they're saying like the only uh psychic types are like jinx no because psyduck psychic psychic was not necessarily one of the psychic there was a, a decent number of them yeah because there's but like, like abra and ghost was just just Gastly. ghastly's family it was ghastly haunter and gengar that's it the three of them were the only ghost types until gen 2 came out and you know how many ghost types gen 2 added one, one. One single ghost type added Duskull? in Gen 2. No, Duskull's Gen 3. Gen 2 added Misdreavus, who... God, really? So out of 251 Pokemon, four of them were ghost types. Jesus. It seems kind of wild, yeah. Um, There was another one like that, I think, in Gen 1. I want to say fighting? What else was fighting? Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee. Manky, Primeape, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, and the Machop family. 
That's a All decent right. amount. Maybe it's just ghosts that I'm thinking of. Fighting. I totally forgot about fighting. I do know that fighting is good against flying. It's Sorry, flying is good against flying yeah. because you can't fight a bird. F- fighting birds is a bad fighting idea. Birds is I terrifying. Guess. I remember that very well myself. <laughs> is that it's hard to fight birds. This week we have a song called Cherry Cola from Church Hill. That's church hyphen hill. If you enjoy the music, as always, get in the link in the description and go check out more. Please enjoy Cherry Cola by Church Hill. In short, to be the Pokemon master, that's really all you need to do. You just need to know typing. Just have six Pokemon of different types. That's that's really all it takes. Specifically in Pokemon Go, you need to have like this crazy memory of all of your Pokemon and what moves those Pokemon have, which I do not have, and I cannot contain. Pokemon Go is a whole other kettle of fish from the main series Pokemon games. Name them special things to like, you know, whatever, to categorize them certain ways. 
Yeah. They also just spend a bunch of money, so they have like unlimited Pokemon storage. It's a, it. The game is a lot easier. The inventory management specifically is a lot easier if you just spend money. I mean, as an adult with a with a salaried position and a little bit of cash in my pocket, I'm happy to spend a couple bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm yeah. like pretty pleased with it. I cannot pretend that I haven't spent more money than I'd like to divulge on Pokemon Go specifically. But here's the thing. It's like, if it's your hobby, if you enjoy it and you're spending money on this, then it's no different from spending money on anything else. At least you're not into classic cars. Those people spend so much fucking money. That is a lot of money. That's so much money. To be into, you know, repairing old vehicles. Like, there's so many um, hobbies that, like, what if you like to fly? What if you're into horses? That hobby (laughs) is so expensive. And there's... As hobbies goes, this is a pretty harmless It's pretty tame and pretty, yeah, there's not There was that one guy at the Olympics the first year that it came out. The first Mm -hmm. year, I believe it was the... I don't, the, were there Olympics in China the year it came out? Somewhere like that. Uh, It was in Russia, I think. The Summer Olympics, the Summer Olympics. The year it came out, there was one uh, Olympian who literally spent thousands of dollars playing Pokemon Go by accident because he had, like, run up his 3G bill. Yep. Uh, I've been there. Not thousands of dollars deep, but, like... Yeah, that was the one thing is, like, internationally traveling. It drove John insane because I couldn't play Pokemon Go. <laughs> oh, no. I I got SIM card going overseas for a certain amount. Uh, that That's what got me through. I wasn't going to no, not like, when get, you get the a SIM region card, exclusive like, Pokemon when I went overseas. That wasn't, I, I wasn't going to not well, do I, that. I also got SIM cards, but also... I. You run those bad boys up and you have to recharge them. And I was yeah. like not possessing enough money Worth it. To, to play Pokemon Go. Worth it to be able to bring home so many Mr. Mimes from my trip to Europe that year. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, for those who don't Mime know, fucking sucks, when Pokemon Go uh, first dropped, they, they had four Pokemon that were region locked that you had to travel to get if you wanted to finish your Pokedex. And Mr. Mime was region locked to Europe. So you, so you can't be a Pokemon master in Pokemon go. So it's disingenuous that we've spoken about it so much, Okay, uh, but it's what we know. Cause we've, that's probably the game that both of us have played the most. Besides like the original game boy color games. Yeah. So the steps to becoming the Pokemon master are defeating all eight gyms in a region, defeating the uh, Pokemon League then, which is, it's usually the Elite Four, uh, which are just four very strong trainers that you usually have to beat in in sequence, and then you fight the standing Pokemon champion, and then if you beat them, then you get to be the new champion. And again, cannot stress this enough. Somehow, the champion is the only other person besides you in the entire world of Pokemon using more than one type of Pokemon. And people are all sitting around wondering, like, why is my all rock type team not making it to the Elite Four? Why can't we do this? It's because you get wiped out by a fucking Squirtle, you idiot. I mean, I do love me some Squirtle, though. 
But then there are great. people who do these like specialized runs of the Pokemon games, right? Yeah. Like the one I've remembered the most is the Nuzlocke run. Nuzlocke right? runs are very good and very heartbreaking. That was I tried to do that in quarantine. I tried to do a Nuzlocke run of Pokemon Sword, mm-hmm. um, and the the rules of a Nuzlocke run or whatever you want them to be, because it's not a sanctioned thing. It's not like a mode that you can turn on in the uh, like in the main menu of the game. You have to just do it yourself. Um, but basically, a Nuzlocke run is permadeath for Pokemon. Uh, usually, there's a rule where you can only capture one Pokemon from each route that you go on throughout the game. And it, the Pokemon that you catch has to be the first one that you encounter. Those are that those are pretty standard rules for Nuzlocke runs. And then the other rule is that if you have a Pokemon that faints, you have to immediately go to a PC and release that Pokemon to the wild because the Pokemon within the, the context of the game is dead and cannot be revived. That is so brutal. It's, like, it's, fu- it's hard. It's really what it is. Do you ever end up with your starter in these situations? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people do. It's it's tough to keep a Pokemon for that long, especially since there's like you can just get you can get crit. Like there's there are variables that are just very hard to predict. You always have a 1 in 16 chance of doing twice the amount of damage that you would otherwise. And that's called being a critic hit critically. It's a critical hit. And your oh. enemies can do that to you also. That's the thing. It's like, I was just bumbling around when I was a child playing these games. Like, I did not look into st- game stats at all yeah. because I was just a little kid. And I was like, oh, critical hit. That's awesome. I <laughs> must be doing this very well. But we, you know, didn't have Googling. I must have created like, a strong bond with my Pokemon. <laughs> we didn't have Googling, like, readily available. It was just, like, whatever mystery of the game that, you know, was whispered, you know, on recess with yeah. all of our friends. Like, Taylor brought this up, too, as a part of, like, the childhood you know, um, uh, grapevine, you know, some <laughs> of these things got transferred from kid to kid, yeah. but you didn't, the, the, a lot the of it were lies. In like the original it wasn't, games. It wasn't real. There wasn't anything based in fact. Like Taylor was saying for a while, he believed that if you were pressing A for a long time and then pressed B, Classic. then it would help you catch the Pokemon. It would help you catch. We all thought that. Everyone you know, we had, all thought that was real, but, but it wasn't. That, I don't think that was a thing. If you have an opinion on this, please like comment, it was not real. comment no, fo- on a post of ours on Instagram or something. Because uh, I want to hear other people's thoughts on this. But I don't think that that was necessarily something that was spread around. I think, I think everyone just instinctively, when you see that Pokeball shaking... You can't, you can't just sit there. You need no, to actively be doing mashed. something. Everyone I think, button mashed. I think everyone sure. button mashed just because that was the natural thing to do. Like, you, it was just... You don't want to press your luck. Like, what if you right. didn't catch it? You exactly. Know? You'd be like, it's because I didn't button mash. Yeah. and But then everybody got to the schoolyard and was like, oh, I've been pressing A, B alternatively. Like, I've been alternating mm-hmm. between A and B constantly. And they're like, oh, I do... Two A's, two B's, or I do all A's or all B's. But like, like no one knew had their own with thing. the original games, even though that these options were there, like special attack, special defense, all of this stuff. Having your Pokemon be a different type of uh, personality was newer to the in the newer games, not the original three. Yeah. 
but um you know having these things like your pokemon has a frisky personality and that means it's <laughs> this certain way and you know the, uh, there's yeah, so natures many things became natures, something that yeah. were weirdly consequential like it's not a stat it's not a numerical stat but all of every pokemon has a nature and i don't even know how many natures there are but each one of them has its own uh stat that it boosts and a, a stat that it detracts from well it's not even that only that too there's like those in in ruby and sapphire you can go and and join the pokemon competitions and as a child or as a young yeah i was a kid still when those came out yeah and you know being like oh my god but my mill tank is so cute you know because i thought <laughs> yeah. my mill tank was cute and so i entered him into the cute competition and then he just got fucking annihilated <laughs> and it's like why yeah, i don't know if I it mean, was my mill tank but it or like my swablu like why is my swablu doing bad you know in the cute is, competition it is a it's a because it knows so aerial of, ace and that's a cool move and i didn't these know things that being <laughs> Are actually have to have some sort of numerical value within the system, so yeah. that it's the, and, and Nintendo. But there was no. I mean, you could buy Nintendo's been doing that shit for a long time though, because they did the same thing with I think um, I uh, New Horizons was the first Animal Crossing game that I ever played, but I'm pretty sure the preceding Animal Crossing games, at least one of them, had a feng shui element. Most people. At this point, I think, if, especially if they're listening to this, have probably played New Horizons. So you know how you put furniture in your house and you get a rating on your house? And I'm you can, aware. Like... I never got a good rating. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. My house looks the way I like it, so you I get, don't care. You can get awards from the Happy Home Academy in New Horizons for having... Fucking Gestapo. <laughs> for having a lot of things in your house. They fucking look in but... your windows. They say that they look in your windows. <laughs> While you're sleeping, we watched. Um, but they, in New Horizons, they took this element out. So you don't, there's, there's, in order to get a high rating, you just need to put shit in your house. You can just dump shit on the floor. And as long as there's enough of it, you'll get a good score. That didn't used oh to be God. the case in Animal Crossing. In the old games, there was a feng shui element that they had to program in. So there was like, there was a specific way that you could that you had to put furniture in your house to get a higher rating. Oh my God. And I I would definitely have been the kind of person to like look up exactly what to do to get a perfect rating or whatever, but it just sounds exhausting and subjective and nonsensical. Like if people especially with Animal Crossing, it's like if somebody wants to just max like min max and get as many points as they want let them throw shit all over their floor who fucking and cares I mean, yeah but why do like that's the thing about animal crossing is it's supposed to be like a fun i do it as like a meditative practice but then yeah. like if my villagers that's, look, that's what it's designed to, to be me, like, it's not a game that you're supposed to like binge for hours and hours every day it's supposed to be like you play for like 15 20 minutes every day you know yeah every day <laughs> every, oh Oh, every day. Every day. <laughs> they do or want else you, you to you play it. You will miss things day. and they will count how long you've been away. <laughs> you miss events and birthdays and your villagers hate you. And I haven't been on since October, but oh, before October, actually. Summer. Yeah. Well, I've, I haven't been on since Shark Week because I knew there were sharks and I was like, I want some fucking sharks. Hell yeah. And then I haven't been on since then because I just wanted sharks. There is, in every Pokemon game, there is always some element of having to save the world 
they don't say that it's part of the process of becoming the champion of becoming a Pokemon master. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it is, it's literally in every single game. You can't progress in any of the games to that point without first literally saving the world from an, a team of evil people trying to do anything from just stealing people's Pokemon to literally destroying all humanity. Yeah, weren't there, like, there's, in Ruby and Sapphire, there's Alternative, there's the Team it's Red team, and Team Blue, It's Team Aqua and Team Magma. Exactly, but the Team Aqua literally wants to create a flood that will engulf the world, yes. and Team Magma <laughs> is trying to, you know, erupt it's trying to dry volcano. up all of, the, all of the water in the world. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Both absolutely catastrophic. Insane. <laughs> Obviously, they have to be stopped. Like, Go- Giovanni must be stopped. Would kill all life. Either of those things would kill all life on Earth. They were into it. They were like, yes, with our, and then with our Pokemon. In with Gen- our Poochianas, we will rule the world. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come at you with a bunch of Mightyennas and Sharpedos, and we're going to get the job done. Fuck Sharpedos, though. The rough skin, man. Rough skin sucks. <laughs> That was, I mean, Team Rocket, at least they they were equipped with the Pokemon that I guess could get the job done. They were literally just trying to steal people's Pokemon. That was their whole thing. And so they, say, give me all the coughings so, and the yeah, sure. ra- we'll ra- have However many fucking Ekans you want. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Zubats? Yeah, sure. Who cares? I mean, I do, because confusion also sucks. Like, that's the thing. Is, like, I feel like they tended to pick Pokemon with, like, really awful, annoying side effects that you had to deal with. Like, yeah. if my Pokemon weren't getting confused all the time, we'd make short work of this fucking Zubat. But that's not the case. Now, is it? Right. I do like Zubat and Golbat, personally. Like, as a Pokemon trainer, I'm a fan of them. You have to. It's In Gen 2, they implemented something that was uh, called the friendship system, where in order to evolve certain Pokemon, you have to become friends with them to a certain degree. And in Mm. every generation, I don't know why they've changed it almost every single time, but the way you get to be friends with your Pokemon has changed in almost every single game. Um, But the, the the different Pokemon that you have to do that with are all like super cute Pokemon. They're like uh, it, to evolve Chansey, you have to, or to evolve Happy into Chansey. I believe you have to be really good friends with them. To evolve um, into Meryl from Azumara for from Azural, uh, you have to be friends with. And these are all super cute Pokemon that are just absolutely adorable. The I other do like one, the cutie pies. The one weird Pokemon in this bunch that you have to be friends with to evolve is Golbat. In order to evolve this Pokemon to a Crobat, you have to have this giant, terrifying bat with a gaping maw, and you have to, like, pet it and feed it and sing to it and whatever. And fucking feed awesome. it smoothies and shit to get it to is evolve. Is this in um, Moon? Like, Sun and Moon? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like Sun and Moon. That, it, that's been a thing, because Crobat was introduced in Gen 2. So you've... You've had to do this friendship thing for Crobat ever since Gen 2. But it's just when you see the the pool of Pokemon that needs this treatment, Golbat, it just looks so fucking stupid. There's just so much I don't know about the Pokemon world is what I've learned from this. Is, oh, yeah. Is that 
I will never know what it takes to be a Pokemon Master. Like, I'll get to the Elite Four, but will I really have become the Pokemon Master? I don't think so, John. I don't think so. <laughs> but that's but but that's what it is, Emily. That's you are a Pokemon Master. Everyone can be a Pokemon Master. I just master. beef up my starter until it's so beefy that no one can take it on. And look. My fucking level 100 Meganium. I remember like, your level 100 Meganium. <laughs> no one's going to fuck with you if you have but, a level 100 Meganium. But okay? that, exactly. But And that's the thing is you... You scoff at your level 100 Meganium, and I say, as someone who you seem to consider a Pokemon Master, I am shaken to my core to this day by your level 100 Meganium. So just really liked Meganium. It's <laughs> really into it. That should be that should be enough for anyone listening to this to just know deep in your heart. That if you want to be a Pokemon Master, you can be. That's great. You just. You you just have to beat the Elite Four and, and, and the champion. And that's and, then, and Giovanni. Yeah. Um, yeah, we have a couple people to thank. I would like to thank Ethan Gustafson for the use of his music as our intro and outro theme. You can find more work from Ethan at somepointsound.com. Thank you so much to Natalie Spitzel for the use of her cover art. If you'd like to see more from Natalie, you can go to her website, nataliespitzel.com, or instagram at nms underscore creative once again that's at nms underscore creative thanks natalie homesteadhemp1787.com they've got all sorts of cbd products that you need to jump on right now they've got cbd bath bombs cbd pre-rolls they've got cbd oil all all of your hemp products that you could ever desire Get on homesteadhemp1787.com. Use our code DOWNTIME, that's D-O-W-N-T-I-M-E, at checkout in order to get 20% off your entire order. Again, homesteadhemp1787.com. Use code DOWNTIME at checkout for 20% off. Twitch.tv slash The Outlaws Network. Go there and subscribe if you would like to become a viewer of Outlaws and Old Ones. They tape live once a week and then they go live again on Thursdays at 7. So if they're not live live, they will be live again. You should go get in the comment section there and name some NPCs. It is a TRPG game of Call of Cthulhu where so many members of The Outlaws Network are in on it that includes the gentleman from are we are we friends and shannon uh who is also on are we friends occasionally and a part of the outlaws network as well as john and sometimes me and sometimes other guests so you should get in on it subscribe so you find out exactly when they are live streaming so you can get in and name some people places and or things <laughs> once again that's twitch.tv slash the outlaws network get in on some good stuff there's also other stuff that goes up on there it's not just outlaws and old ones if you're not into trpg there's also some live streaming video games that happen um as well as some new content new content yet to be created but all will go there so definitely stay up to date with the outlaws network by subscribing to twitch.tv slash the outlaws network thanks so much for listening my name is emily downey i'm john downey periodontitis i will fight you keep that button hot oh.